Happy New Year, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here, and I am happy to welcome you to 2021. This is going to be my first solo show of 2021 on 321 No Kidding, and I have no idea what's going to fall out of my mouth today. It's my last day in Aruba. And I have a lot of, God, I have, I have a lot of feelings about 2020, to be honest with you. And so many of them are gratitude and good. I know that isn't the case for everyone, but I would, I would challenge you to take a look back and try to find whatever good might have come out of 2020. I have I have such a huge list and you can count every blessing individual individually from the people that I've met through all the classes to all the skills that I've acquired to all the dreams that are forming and all the ideas that are percolating and all the people that have gotten to hear the message about being happy, about being bet free, about living a better life, all because of all those classes and people I'm meeting. That's kind of part of the secret sauce to it. I've learned so much from every challenge <laughs> and every situation that I didn't like while it was happening. I appreciate the fact that I could learn from things and I could be self-aware enough to know what's going on. And sometimes I could handle it in the moment and other times I couldn't. And I apologize for my yawning, guys. Um, so it, it's, been a, it's been a mixed year. I, I, as you know, I watched Justin and, and the Blue October gang most of the year. And I caught a little bit of Justin's live last night, getting ready to promote the New Year's Eve concert. And he he talked about the pivot. And he, he just does such a magical job of being so humble and so grateful for his audience and so engaging. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a magic gift like his voice. <laughs> Or his personality. But that man was put on earth to help people. And that's what he does. And as he talked about everything that's happened in 2020. From, you know, when he, they got word that the shows were canceled. To starting to do the concerts. To doing his 12-step meetings. To releasing the album. Like all things musicians go through that I don't really know much about but they embraced it and I'll be honest if they were touring I don't know that I would have gotten to know as much about Justin and his perspective on recovery or his music or the stories behind his music like all those things that he did and, and gave us he provided value t in 2020 and he just he just showed up and you know he just lost his father last month and 
even that he handled with grace and and dignity and you know it it's really hard when you're in the face of everybody for every day you know like lots of pictures and showing up on social and stuff he was there and then to have to go disappear for to take the time to grieve and do his things you know he even handled that beautifully so it's been kind of an honor to watch his journey and and then to hear him recap 2020 I wish I could do half as eloquent I just know that it was the longest but shortest year of my life I don't know if that makes any sense but as I've been bebopping around Aruba this last week and I think about what I was doing a year ago at this time wow it's like night and day how different everything is and I just can't even believe all that's happened. I I honestly just cannot believe all that's happened in 2020. And again, grateful, grateful, grateful. Because it all got me to this moment right here, right now, where I'm yawning (laughs) apologetically. So, um, and if, if this much stuff could happen in one year... I'm not excited about 2021 because we have this mindset that 2020 was like cursed and that's what caused all the bad stuff. But I'm going into this mindset of if all this stuff can happen in 2020, I've gotten a glimpse of all the things that can happen in any period of time, in any new year, in any new month, in any new day is an opportunity to grab the world by the horns and just do it and that is pretty exciting. Okay, do you want to hear the reading for today? <laughs> totally off on my own tangent. And if you are hearing banging in the background, it's the fireworks. There's been fireworks going off every, just about every minute, um, all day, to be honest. And um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to take a nap because I want to go to the concert here Um in a little bit and just in, in blue October and it starts at a, a basically 11 p.m. where I am and I'm um, trying to get a nap in before the show starts so I can be awake for the show and still get up early in the morning tomorrow and it's not working so that's why I'm yawning because my body knows it should be sleeping and then when I laid down I started thinking about how I didn't have the show ready for you guys on the first so I got up and here I am recording it so I'm actually recording this on New Year's Eve and not the first but that's okay all right so here goes William A. Ward says man like the bridge was designed to carry the load of the moment not the combined weight of a year at once When trouble tumbles down on us, we are easily overwhelmed. We see problems facing us in the future and mountains of work to do. We look at the past and see the pain and struggle of addiction. Looking at all of this, we might feel despair. We can't handle it. We want to run. Our thoughts begin to spin. We feel caught in a whirlwind. We feel we will break. Then... Softly, we hear the words of our 12-step program, one day at a time. We find we can slow down and take a moment to let the peace of our higher power touch us. 
Now we can take one small step at a time. We can begin the task before us, doing the next right thing. By slowing down and taking action, we stop the spinning and find the calm. We find that, like the bridge, we can handle the stress of any moment. And one day at a time, we can find serenity. Today, help me stay focused on my life, one moment at a time. Help me to hear the soft voice of recovery. Wow. So I'm going to, so I don't lose my train of thought. I'm going to tell you guys something I did last night. And uh, before I, before I forget. So here on the island, the taxis don't, they don't um, have credit card machines. So every time I used the taxi, I had to give them cash. And I only came down here with a few hundred dollars of cash. So by the time you break it up and and tip and all that stuff. I was running low is the moral of the story. So I needed more cash. And when I was on the tour yesterday, my guide told me that the the only place to get American cash is the casino. Because I mean, I'm in a foreign country, right? So all the other ATMs would spit out a Reuben money. I don't know that that's the right term. Money from Aruba. And then I would have to understand the conversion and get the exact right amount and all the things. So obviously, it was a better decision. And he warned me too. He's like, make sure you take what you need. They're going to charge you $10. So it's not something you wanted to do over and over again. Well, at least I didn't want to. Although I was laughing when I was talking to my counselor about it because... um, we were talking about paying interest and stuff. And there was a time when I would pay that ATM fee 10 times in a night, as many times in a night as it would allow me, or the cash advances, all the craziness. I'm so glad that uh, I don't have to deal with that anymore. But it's just such a big shift when I get so upset like that I have to spend $10 on the ATM machine. But anyway, so the casino was the place I had to go. And there's two on the property here. And... That's fine. They haven't really bothered me. I mean, I found one like my first morning walk, not because I was looking. And by casino, I mean, it's like a room with some stuff. It it, it wasn't really, it's not what I picture a full-blown casino. And bef- the other night when I was at dinner, I met this guy who also told me that it's not monitored here or it's not... um standardized, what's the word? Basically, there's no um, like guarantees on the machines. And basically, it's a moneymaker for a room. It's a moneymaker for anywhere, but regulated. That's the word. It's not regulated. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I knew I was going in and I knew I wasn't going to gamble. And here's, here's the thing that I've seen happen from going to 12-step meetings, and I've seen it even with myself. After, you know, two years plus, I had gone back out and gambled. I'd seen one of my friends recently, after six years, he went back out and gambled. It's really, it's, it happens. It happens. And I knew I needed to go in there. I knew I'd, I wasn't going to gamble because that's just 
I would, I just couldn't do that at this point. However, I have enough respect to know that just because I say I'm not gonna doesn't mean that it's not going to have whatever kind of emotions or attraction or, you know, whatever. I, even though I believe the reason I, and and I, I got into a kind of heated discussion about this, but even though I believe that I've done the work, like the work to heal, to not feel like I need to gamble to soothe or numb or avoid or, or whatever reasons to gamble, even though I feel like I've made great progress there. I still know I don't know what I don't know. And I also know that relapse can happen to anyone, no matter what they're doing. I mean, honestly, if I relapsed, you guys would forgive me because I'm human. I would forgive myself, I think. I think I would. And we would get past it just like anybody else's relapse. However, I don't want to I don't want to go back down that road and I'm very protective of my date. My date is, you know, one of my very good friends' birthdays. I share my clean date with other people. It's just it's an important date to me and I don't ever want to hell, I have it tattooed on me. So I'm never going to blow that date in my mind. But anyway, so the point is, I had to go in there and I still do agree with 12-step literature. You know, don't go near the people, places, and things. Now, I wasn't going to avoid Aruba, the country, because there was casino at every corner. I actually didn't really know that when I was coming. So what did I do to get in and out of there safely? And again, I'm not recommending this. I'm just, the point is more about the fact that after all this time, and even though I feel pretty confident that I'm not going to gamble, I'm not feeling complacent about not gambling. So I called my counselor before I went over and uh, let her know what I was doing. And she was, she's so funny. She's like, you got your mask on? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, we'll go in, stay safe and healthy, do your business and come out safe and healthy. She just has a way of, of making things like so obviously clear. So that's kind of what I did. Although I saw people by the front door and I just didn't feel like dealing with them. So I kind of snuck in a side door. I knew it said exit. I saw the footprints but I didn't really care. And I went in and of course the ATM machine was like as far away from the freaking door as possible. So I I literally had to walk through and um, I will say I'm really glad that none of the games that were my games were in the vicinity. I think that would have drawn different emotions. Uh, but it was weird. It was definitely weird. And I wanted out of there as quick as I could get out of there. And even while I was standing in line at the ATM, I was putting in my earbuds and, and, you know, getting ready to call. Well, actually, I was calling one of my friends that I do have the same clean date on. It was like, okay, I need to just decompress from this. And uh, that was how I wasn't complacent. So I just wanted to share that story with you. Again, I don't recommend it. I'm happy that I survived it. I I don't feel the need to do that again anytime soon. And uh, I'm just I'm just grateful that I got out without gambling. 
So anyway, I don't know why the reading reminded me of that, but I'm going to go back to the reading now um, because I like this as well. Man, like the bridge, was designed to carry the load of the moment, not the combined weight of a year at once. And that's just it, right? If When I said that 2020 was the longest but shortest year of my life, it was predicated almost on this statement. All the things that have happened, it's crazy to think about how much has happened, which is what makes it feel like the longest. But then as you're tackling things and all of a sudden time goes by, that's what makes it seem shortest. And you you have to tackle things one by one, not 10 by 10 or 100, you know, like the whole moving the mountain, everybody talks about you have to move a mountain one piece at a time. You can't just push the mountain. It's the same kind of thing. And hang, hanging on to the bad stuff, which is something we talk about all the time, the overwhelm, the problems, the pain, all of those things. Here it says our thoughts begin to spin. We feel caught in a whirlwind. A whirlwind sounds like a good way to explain the cycle that I'm always talking about. We feel we will break. Then softly we hear one day at a time. And one day at a time, one task at a time, one moment at a time is much easier to digest than trying to solve all the world problems in a, you know, in a day or all your problems in a day. <laughs> um, it, it does take time. And that's part of the beauty of knowing we don't know what we don't know because Maybe the way we're doing things are in the order it's exactly supposed to be, and that maybe we learn what we need to know by the first things we conquer so we could do better job at the next things we need to conquer. Or maybe we're making progress and we don't even know it until we're reflecting back. There's a lot that can happen in this recovery stuff. It's it's actually pretty... It's pretty interesting and peaceful and powerful and amazing. By slowing down and taking action, we stop the spinning and find calm. We find that like a bridge, we can handle the stress of the moment. And one day at a time, we can find serenity. And that's really that's really what we want, right? Serenity, peace calm, not the chaos. Our addicted minds like the chaos. But I mean, really, don't we just want a good life without the chaos? The chaos of gambling and the chaos of all those problems that we were ignoring all that time? So if we can go all that time that we were gambling, ignoring the problems, it will be really... You'd be really surprised how fast it goes by when you start actually tackling the problems one day at a time. I used to think this about college as an adult learner. You know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, if I only take one class while I'm working full time, it'll take me five years to finish my degree. Well, here's the thing. If I didn't start when I started and I just said, oh my God, that's so overwhelming, 
another year would go by and I wouldn't have done anything. And another year would go by and I wouldn't have done anything. But instead, once I started with that year and that first class, and then the next semester was the next class and so on, all of a sudden, I got my associates. And all of a sudden, I got my bachelor's. But you have to start somewhere. That's that's what I'm saying and that's what this reading is saying. So let's use 2021 as a way to start thinking about bite-sized piecing everything instead of looking at it as doing everything. And guys, I have to work on this too. My coaches are telling me all the time, like, focus on one thing. I want to conquer the world and do 8 million things. And this is, you know, if I was to have a New Year's resolution, I guess that would be it, is, is stay focused on on one task at a time or, or one initiative at a time. Maybe it's not a task, but that's definitely one of the things as well as, uh, you know, the normal health goals. I think that now that I've cycled a year of no alcohol, I need to start looking at maybe my chocolate dessert habit. <laughs> maybe I need to give up my caramellos. Um, I, I just need to do a better job with my, my sweets, but you know me, I won't live a life of deprivation for sure. I, um, will still get what I want when I want it. I just want to decide what I want more. Do I want a long, healthy life? Do I want to be able to keep up in a Zumba class or do I want a caramello and a cigarette, you know? So those are the the choices I need to think about making, but I don't need to. Well, actually, this validates my point, right? Of the one thing at a time. I, I worked on the gambling and I've told you that story before that when Scott called me and I remember being at the gas station filling up and he's like, well, how you doing? Well, now you have 30 days without alcohol. And I'm like, what? I knew in that moment I couldn't do more than one thing at a time. So what did I do? I got, you know, a couple years of of bet free time before I really paid any mind really to quitting the alcohol. So that was focusing on one thing at a time. So I don't know what the right period of time are between things. For me, it just so happened to be, I don't know, a couple years the way it worked out. But I can only focus on one thing at a time which actually reminds me of another thing. In one of my classes, there's a lady, she's, she's a doctor actually, and she was giving us, she gave us like a three-minute reminder about focus. And the way she explained it was, she like drew a circle and divided it. Like if you're focused, she's like, you only have 100% of your energy, 100% of your time, right? So... If you split it into four things, then it's only getting 25% of your energy. If you do it between 10 things, then it's only getting 10% of your energy. Like you never finish. You never move the needle big enough if you don't put all your energy towards a very limited amount of things, one thing preferably, in her example. So I really liked the way she illustrated it. I'm probably not doing it any justice because she made a video and I'm trying to talk to you on the podcast about it. So that's not really working, but um, it's true. So 
go easy on yourself. I will remind you again that you are worth it and you are amazing and you can accomplish anything. Just do it in a way that's loving and kind to yourself. And if focusing on just one thing is part of that being loving and kind to yourself, then let's do it. All right, beautiful people. Happy, happy, happy first day of 2021. I hope it's our best year ever. Love ya.